Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Dr. Catherine Mosley uh, is a board-certified pediatrician and neonatologist who has received training in both Catholic, Catholic and secular bioethics with a focus on race-based health disparities. She received her undergraduate degree from Harvard and her MD and MPF degrees from the University of Michigan. She's also a retired emeritus assistant professor. She's a friend and uh, also a lay Dominican. We are members of the same chapter. Catherine, good to have you here. Glad to be here, Al. It was an outstanding piece that the Detroit News published. Uh, I think it was probably the most effective single piece of writing I've seen on Proposal 3. Um, let's go over some of the points that you made there. Uh, you said that Proposal 3 is being presented as something that's going to restore the rights uh, we had under Roe. Uh, in what way is that not going to be the case? Well, let me... Let me just sort of give you an analogy that that just came to my mind a few days ago. Imagine if Roe was a Ford Focus. You have this Ford Focus. It's in your garage. It fits nicely in your garage. You've got your stuff around it. You can drive it down the street. It doesn't destroy your um, property. It stays within the curbs. Then somebody takes your Ford Focus away. But they say, that's okay. We're going to give you something back. And coming down the street is an M1 Abrams tank, destroying the street, destroying your driveway, mowing down your garage. So this is this is the difference. That's and brilliant. What was? Pardon? That's brilliant. That's a brilliant analogy. There's so much more in this proposed amendment than was in Roe, and one of the things that. As a physician and ethicist, I was always and always had this drummed into me, is that if something is not specified in the record, then it doesn't happen. Right. So this is very, very vague. It, does, it doesn't say a lot of stuff, which the other side is saying, oh, no, it's really going to happen. But it's not in there. They, they use phrases like um, state health regulations uh, will adhere to accepted clinical standards of practice. So, I mean, that's that's how there's all the language of sweet reasonableness about it. What's accepted clinical standards of practice, though? Well, there, and therein lies one of the biggest rubs. Planned Parenthood has always resisted having to bring their clinics up to the standards that you and I would expect going in to have any kind of surgical procedure. I mean, the closest analogy I can see is like a colonoscopy. Any place that does a colonoscopy, you get anesthesia, and I'm sure that when you do the surgical abortion, get anesthesia, you've got to have cleanliness, you've got to have a recovery area, and in the recovery area, you've got to have somebody that monitors the patient's. They resisted anything that looks like that. And they've come up with their own standards, which are not the same. Hmm. You, so who, who sets the norm then? Uh, the abortion providers themselves? That, that is what it appears to be. The state, the state and the federal government 
set the standards. Apparently, I mean, there are standards for the lab, which they do follow, but there are standards for how wide the doors have to be, where you can have trash put, what kind of um, emergency supplies, what we call a crash cart, where that has to be relative to where the patients are, what it has to be stocked with, all of those things. There is a nationwide certifying organization called, called the Joint Commission on Accreditation of Hospital, JCOV, we call it for short, mm-hmm. or the Joint Commission, and it has standards for hospitals, for doctor's offices, for ambulatory care centers. And when they come and visit your site, you know, there's a little bit of fear and trembling because you want a certification. You don't want to be uncredentialed, right. uncertified by MJCO. They ask things like, do you know how, you know, do you know where the fire extinguisher is? Do you know how to put out a fire? Yeah. yeah. I mean, all, all these things when they come in. Planned Parenthood sort of shakes their head and says, oh, we don't need to do that. Right, right. They're worried about women's health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Right now, women must receive informed consent before undergoing abortion. Uh, Is that standard stripped away under Proposal 3? It seems that way. There is, like I said, things are missing in here. They call it something like voluntary consent. And that doesn't exist anywhere. I mean, when you go to Cedar Point to ride the roller coaster, you get some form of informed consent. Right, right. Technically speaking, voluntary consent or voluntariness is part of the chain of the things that contain informed consent. But informed consent requires the physician to explain what I'm going to do, tell you what the risks are, what the benefits might be, what would happen if you don't have the procedure and what your options are. Mm -hmm. And then, on the other hand, of the patient's end, I have to assess the patient to make sure, number one, you understood. So if you speak Spanish and I'm speaking English, obviously you're not understanding. Right. That you have some sort of code of values. And that's sort of amorphous, but that you can incorporate what I'm telling you into your life and say, yes, based on this, I will deal with this discomfort or whatever, and do it. And then the last part is what we call voluntariness, which is, and you're not being coerced into saying yes. But this proposal just devolves it all into, you're not being coerced. If you say yes, you can have this. I don't have to do anything else. Yeah, yeah. And what they want to say is that, oh, no, everybody's going to do this anyway, but there's no reason to. Right. Right. So the proposal basically removes the requirement for informed consent by just mentioning voluntary consent. So no no questions have to be asked. No information necessarily has to be passed on. Uh, No special counsel has to be offered. No, no. Walk in there and say, want an abortion? They go, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, Let me also ask about the question for parental consent for minors. Uh, so the, the proposed amendment guarantees broad reproductive rights to every individual, and I thought it was striking that there's no mention of age, no okay. reference to minors, for instance. No, no, and that's that actually is frightening because having been the pediatrician for any number of 
young ladies who have been petrified that they might be pregnant. Yeah. Nobody wants to tell their parents. Right. It's just like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. Couldn't possibly tell my mom. Right. Couldn't possibly tell my dad. So this has this says nothing about minors. And again, some, if it's not specified, then it's not there. Right. Right. So your 14, 15-year-old who doesn't want to tell their parents doesn't have to tell their parents. Now, the other side will say, oh, no, no, the parent, you know, the, the, no. No, it can't happen unless someone goes to court and fights, and it's unclear that you would win. That's right. But even so, we all know how long court cases take, and so the number of minors who would be subjected to abortion without any, not just consent, but even notification of the parents, is, is immeasurable and uncountable. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, abortions have to be performed by licensed doctors of medicine or osteopathic medicine. Does Proposal right. 3 remove that protection? Yep. The, the word physician appears nowhere in the proposal. Nowhere. Physician doesn't appear. Mm-hmm. No, it does not, that, that word does not appear. What they have is a licensed or an attending health professional. Okay. Now, an attending health professional, if you look at the um, Board of Licensing for the state of Michigan, there are 25 different professions that are listed in there, all the way from acupuncturist to veterinarian. 25 different professions? 25 different but for athletic trainer, masseuse, all of these, they, they, they have to be licensed. And then and the, the Bureau, the Board of Health Professions licenses them, so they are licensed health professionals. The word physician does not exist in this proposal. Wow. Wow. Big wow. So, so, yeah, I mean, so... So, if you if you go seek an abortion from uh, an ac- acupuncturist uh, who's you know put a shingle up and saying that they can do abortions, what legal uh, you know if something goes wrong, would you have any legal basis um, to go not, after that? Not from this. Not from this. Yeah. It says you can't penalize. Prosecute or otherwise take adverse action action against someone. We don't even get the health professional for aiding and assisting a pregnant individual in exercising their right. Wow. Wow. You know, I I was talking with um, former Michigan Supreme Court uh, Justice Maura Corrigan two weeks ago about this, and I asked her... uh, does this? I mean, does it look as though this was put forward as a constitutional proposal? Three was put forward as a constitutional amendment in order to, to just make an end run around the Michigan legislature, which would, of course, have to have debated all of these points that we're talking about now, if they were to actually make this a Michigan law. But instead, they make an end run around the legislature by trying to get, uh, you know, a popular referendum for a constitutional amendment. Do you think that's what's going on here? 
that they're trying to oh, avoid no. legislative debate? They, they want to avoid legislative debate. They want to, and you said your point of an end run around the legislature, they don't want to have to have to be accountable to anybody. Yeah. Now it's in the Constitution, and I mean, the, the petition was vague. The summary on the ballot is vague. But what this says, I mean, what this says is vague because there's nothing there. There is no specification of an individual 18 years and older. Minor, I mean, all the other things that we're used to seeing in a law about health care. Not here. Catherine, thanks so much. Wonderful talking with you again. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Dr. Catherine Mosley uh, has written this outstanding piece, which appeared in the Detroit News. We'll have it available for you in the Cresta Guest Archives. I'm Al Cresta.